Hi, good morning, and welcome to the Daisy Take. I'm your host, Daisy Elizabeth, and I want to welcome you to Murdered and Missing Monday on the Daisy Take. As you know, every Monday I do Murdered and Missing Monday. I want to give a voice to the Indigenous community. I think that it's all of our responsibility if one sister goes missing. It's all of our responsibility. That's kind of my theme, my mantra, you know, every week when I do this, you know, we got to bring somebody home. So today I have three, two familiar that I have done already on this podcast. And um, one, Jane Doe, I, I think it's very sad when you are labeled a Jane Doe or a John Doe, that kind of takes away your whole identity. And there is someone out there who's missing this girl who maybe hasn't seen or heard that she's gone, maybe hasn't seen the picture. And I really, really think that it's important to bring the Jane and John Doe's home because they are somebody's family. That's very difficult. Disclaimer, this episode contains subject matters that may be sensitive to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Information for today's podcast comes from charlieproject.org, uncovered.com, and bia.gov. And before I get started, I just want to say that I'm going to be talking about two cases I've already talked about. So Tiffany Reed... I'm going to be talking about her and I've already done her and Pepita red hair. These two girls have been on my mind a lot lately, especially Pepita red hair, because I believe that there's people out there that know where she is. Now I couldn't find anything. if She's been found as far as I know. No one has found her. And just bear with me and go with this today. And if you think that you know somebody or you think that you know something about this case or you have any information that kind of rings a bell, please contact 911 or your local law enforcement and let's bring Pepita Redhair and Tiffany Reed home. And before I talk about these two cases, I want to talk about this Jane Doe. I have information, just very little, and it breaks my heart to see these cases of the unidentified people. Um, you know, she was somebody's daughter, maybe somebody's mother, somebody's niece. So let's get started. Jane Doe, unidentified remains were discovered on May 14, 1991. After two, after a two semi truck collision that occurred southbound on Interstate Five, north of Kalama, Washington, and I'm sorry, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. The unidentified female was severely burned and has not been identified, <clears throat> and she was given the name as Helen Doe. So they actually don't have her as Jane Doe. They have her as Helen Doe. The Washington State Patrol cold case team 
and BIA OJS Missing and Murdered Unit are seeking assistance in identifying Helen Doe. Last known location was Interstate 5 north of Kalama, Washington. Now, it says the case is closed and I couldn't find any um, reason why it would be closed. I couldn't find if they found her. Um, but it does say it's closed. And the investigating agency is Washington State Patrol. Cold case team. Missing and murdered unit. If you have any information on this case of Helen Doe, please contact at 833-560-2065. It, it's such an unusual case, and I couldn't find if anybody had found her. She's five foot. 115 pounds, American Indian or Alaskan innate or Alaskan native. Um, she's estimated at the time of the incident between 20 and 29 years old. Or if you have any information and you're in the Washington area, contact your local law enforcement or dial 911. Um, it's like I said before, it's very sad to have, um, these cases where it's like John Doe, Jane Doe, Helen Doe, you know, because these people all have identities. And when that is taken away from you, I think that's the saddest thing. When there's no one to collect you, you know, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure this woman, she has family out there. It's missing her. And maybe they don't even know she's gone. As I mean, as in deceased. Okay, Tiffany Reed. She's been missing since 5-17-2004. Missing from Shiprock, New Mexico. She was labeled an endangered runaway. Native American, date of birth is 12-2-1987. Now she's 36, I believe, but I think at the age of her disappearance, she was 16 years old. She is 5'3", 115 pounds. Native American, female, black hair, brown eyes. Tiffany's nickname is KC. She has a cigarette burn scar on the inside of her upper arm and a scar under her right eye. Tiffany usually wears her hair up in braids or with ponytail pieces. She is of Navajo Indian descent. Tiffany was last seen on her way to classes at Shiprock Northwest High School in Shiprock, New Mexico. At 8.20 a.m. on May 17, 2004. She never arrived at the school and has never been heard from again. She was carrying a black pack, uh, a black backpack and a purse with her nickname Casey printed on it when she was last seen. 
Her mother did not report her missing for a week. As she had run away from home before, she always came back on her own. She often didn't come directly home from school, but she would keep in touch with her loved ones by phone. So I guess her mother probably thought, well, she just ran away again. I'm not criticizing and I'm not judging. I'm just saying if it was me, I'd be on the phone like right away. You know, when you have an adult child that leaves and you don't hear from them for a couple of weeks, it's harder to get the attention of someone than when it's an underage child. Tiffany is believed to have left on her own accord. After her disappearance, her makeup bag was found as well as at a well-known party area at the base of the Carrizozo Mountains near Sweetwater, Arizona. Numerous items of clothing were also found in the area, but the clothes could not be identified as Tiffany's. She may still be in Shiprock or the Sweetwater areas for all of you that live out in that direction. She may be in Arizona or Mexico. Her mother died in 2019, but her older sister and cousin are still looking for her. Her case remains unsolved. If you have any information, please contact the Shiprock Police at 505-368-1350. I mean, Helen Doe has been missing since the 90s. And then you have Tiffany, and she's been missing, um, you know, since 2004. Come on, we can do better. Pepita Redhair. Um, Pepita Redhair was described as being a happy girl who dreamed of being an engineer or a teacher. And she was a proud member of the Navajo Nation. She loved skateboarding, cooking, drawing, and meeting new people. She was working as a cashier in Hot Topic in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And apparently she was studying at the University of New Mexico. With hopes of becoming a teacher or an engineer someday, like I said. Another thing about Pepita that should be acknowledged is that she was always in contact with her mother. Um, she would have never left or never not told her mother where she was. Apparently these two, the mother and daughter relationship was very close and she would always keep in touch with her. And she was last seen by her mother on March 24th, 2020. And this is when the pandemic was starting. Okay. She left her mother's home in Crown Point, New Mexico to visit her boyfriend, Nicholas at his home in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Later that afternoon, Pepita and her mother, Anita met to have lunch together at a local McDonald's. Afterwards, Anita dropped Pepita off at her boyfriend's home 
and this is the last time she saw her daughter. We had our last meal at McDonald's, she said. Mom, I love you. She was always happy. Said Anita King, Pepita's mother. Now, two days later, apparently Pepita and Nicholas allegedly go out drinking together. According to Nicholas, Pepita's boyfriend, the couple went out drinking on the evening of March 26, 2020. Sometime that evening, they met up with another man whose name has not been released to the public. As far as I know, that name has been released since then. I could not find the information. I know that I read it somewhere, but his name has been released. And apparently Pepita knew him in passing. It was his birthday or something like that. And she was going to make him a cake or give it to him, you know, a, a little cupcake or something like that for him to have a happy birthday. Now, Nicholas explained that he and Pepita got into an argument at the party where they were attending. And that's the last time Nicholas claims to have seen Pepita. When she walked out of the residence where they were drinking in Northeast Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now he adds that allegedly that Pepita was texting him following the following day to inform him that she was with another man. Now he believes Nicholas believes that this man is the same man from the party the night before. This is the last time that anybody has had contact with Pepita. And none of these events that happened were ever confirmed by authorities. Now, I don't know if they actually confirmed them now, but at the time they were not. So Pepita is reported missing, then a worrisome text is sent to her mother. After making several attempts to contact Pepita, um, text message and phone call, Anita contacted the Albuquerque Police Department and filed her daughter as a missing person on March 28, 2020. Two days later, Anita received a message from Pepita's phone. The message, the person who sent the message explained that they had purchased the cell phone from someone indicating that Pepita's phone had been stolen. Now, this is like when the pandemic started and everything was going crazy. And this text message was really suspicious. Like, why would you send a message like that? Friday the 27th, I tried calling her. I tried texting her. My intuition right away told me something was wrong. I tried Monday on the 30th again. I tried texting her, but that's when her phone was stolen. Anita King said that's Pepita's mother. Now, Pepita's boyfriend contacted authorities April 19th, 2020, nearly a month, nearly a month, after her disappearance and made another missing person report. 
And it's really, really unknown why he waited so long. Like, why would you wait so long? If you really love this girl and she was like your world and you were in love with her, why are you going to wait a month? So there was possible history of domestic violence that was brought to light. In a statement made by f officials with the Albuquerque Police Department, authorities acknowledged that there was domestic history with the boyfriend. And then they added they were checking into it. So they also stated that even though the case had gone cold, they were still looking for new leads. Now, Anita, her mother, she said adamantly that Pepita would have never run away without telling her. And she maintains that Pepita was suffering from some kind of abuse from like domestic violence situation from Nicholas at the time. Now, I don't um, think that there's been any final answer to this. I do not think that she has ever been found. And I know when they tried to go, when the family tried to go to the residence, of the boyfriend, um, they have like a fence in their front yard and the dogs were barking, but they never really let them in. Now, if you were the boyfriend and you had nothing to hide, wouldn't you let her family in? Would you let her mom in and say, yes, come in, look around. A couple of days after she went missing, wouldn't you file a police report? I know I would have. So from what I could find when I was doing this <clears throat> as of, you know, today or whatever, um, Pepita still remains missing as far as I could find. Now, if there's anything different or has changed, please let me know. But her case has been labeled cold by investigators. It, it's just really sad that there was not enough attention brought to light because they could have found this girl right away. So if you have any information regarding Pepita's whereabouts or her disappearance, please contact the Albuquerque Police Department at 505-242-2677 or the New Mexico Department of Public Safety Missing Persons Hotline at 800-457-3463. All we want for my family, my daughter, we want closure. That's what her mother said. Of course they want closure. They want their daughter home. Whether she is alive or deceased, they want her home. And if she is deceased, let's bring her home, give her a proper burial. That's very important to me. At the time of her disappearance, Pepita was described as 27 years old. She's an indigenous woman with brown hair and brown eyes. She stood five foot one and weighed approximately 141. 
Pepita has two moles on her chin and a scar on her left eyebrow. She has the following tattoo. A moon with a lightning on her left leg, a butterfly on her shoulder, a dinosaur on her right forearm. Her last name, red hair, somewhere on her body, and either a koi fish or a dinosaur on her left forearm. And I believe at the time of her disappearance, there was another high profile disappearance at that time. Now I'm not going to get into that. However, I think that there should have been a little bit more news coverage on Pepita. She could have been found right away. It's very frustrating. That's why I do this because I want to help the missing people out there. They need to be brought home. I want to thank you for joining me for Murdered and Missing Monday on the Daisy Take. I really appreciate you joining me every week and every Monday. I hope that you all have a wonderful week and I will see you on Friday for the Daisy Take. Be kind to one another. And if you feel free to leave a review, head over to Apple Podcast you can leave a review or tell me what I should talk about next on the Daisy take and just be kind with your comments and be kind to each other and love each other. Love you. Bye.